Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 17th of April 2019 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. I was walking down the street in Sham Shui Po the other night on my way to a friend's house for a celebration. I passed tables set out on sidewalks with people joyfully eating and talking and laughing. I passed a darkened street market closed down for the night and several alleyways and doorways with gloomy shadowed interiors. And as I walked, I remembered the way that it felt to walk down the streets late at night in other cities I've lived in. The way you cross the road to stay in the lighted areas and skirt around darkened doorways to avoid lurking danger. I thought about how lucky I am to live where the streets are safer than most other cities in the world, where I'm more concerned about stepping in a puddle of pavement water than being mugged on my way home. As we're listening to this week's story from Jessica and a repeat story from Pooja, we will also stay aware of our surroundings. Before we move on to today's stories, though, we would like to send out our heartfelt thank yous to our loyal hometown listeners. Not only do you support our shows, you come to our workshops, and some of you even get up on our stage. Whatever your level of participation, you are appreciated. Thanks go out, too, to our other listeners around the world. This week, especially our listeners in Toronto and Halifax in Canada, Melbourne in Australia, and Quezon City in the Philippines. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Our April show transitions as this evening, and it will be hosted by Suhas, who's been working hard to get all the stories into shape. To see a live show, and for more information about all our performances, go to hongkongstories.com. The second annual Hong Kong Spoken Word Festival is also approaching in May, and there are a variety of performances to enjoy. Our storytellers will take to the stage with two shows of our best stories for the past 12 months, and we have performances of poetry, short stories, longer prose, and laughs in the form of comedy and improv. This year, we're being joined by five podcasters as well for the very first Hong Kong Podfest. On Monday, May 27th, Hong Kong Confidential, Hashtag Impact, Better in Bed, Sassy Speaks, and Talking Mental will all be up on stage, interviewing special guests and recording their podcasts live. To see the shows available and to get tickets, go to hongkongspokenwordfestival.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now from our December 2018 show with the theme of Happy, told live at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong, here is Jessica.
good defense is always important, whether you're defending yourself or your attackers. We don't teach self-defense in our workshops at Hong Kong Stories, but we do teach some mental resiliency. When we listen and tell stories, we cultivate empathy, spark conversations, and ignite the imagination. If this is something you'd like to try, come to one of our free workshops, usually held on Tuesdays. It isn't mandatory, but it is fun. Our hosts will guide you to tell your story in the best way that you can. Our second story on today's podcast is also one of peril. Pooja told this story on stage in September 2016, live at the Fringe Club. So here again, for your listening pleasure, is Pooja. Ten years ago, my life had been more than just perfect. I had just received my law degree and had got a job with a big-ass international firm and had world's best boyfriend. I had moved to Mumbai, the city of magic, and I was far away from my family. From here, my personal to professional life was only to go better, until that day. My boyfriend told me that he had to go for an official trip for a week, which meant I had to be by myself in the new city, along with the new job. Are you sure you will be able to manage everything by yourself? As he stuffed his luggage into the cab, he turned back and asked, call me for everything you need, and left. I came back home to get ready. I wore my best suit, matching earrings, and prayed to one of the 33 million gods that we have. <laughs> I checked the last woman's stuff. Windows locked, lights off, taken my bag, my wallet, my phone, my driving license, my ID cards, and the original academic documents for the HR. As I started the ignition of my motorbike on, put on my helmet, and tied the bag neatly to the hook of the bike, I felt in charge of the situation. I was a little nervous, but felt confident. I was sure I was going to be a very responsible person. As I started to ride, I thought, maybe I was ready to be a wife. Maybe a mother? Maybe a mother-in-law? Even a grandmother? and definitely a kick-ass lawyer. As I crossed the highway, I saw some people taking the shortcuts by moving in the opposite direction. These people with no road sense, their licenses should be canceled immediately. I then headed to the patrol station. I smiled at the gas station guys and said, thankful please. They smiled back at me. I think when you are happy, the whole world around you seems to be happy. 
500 rupees, ma'am, he said. As I bent down to reach my bag, my world suddenly toppled down. Where is my bag? Did I bring it at all? Did I forget it at the parking lot? Did I tie it at the hook of the bike properly? Wait, that means I've lost my keys, my phone, my wallet, my ID cards, which meant I had to go back to my native place to apply for everything afresh, which means another three months? Oh no, hang on. And today, I was also carrying the original academic documents for the HR. Everything that I had earned in my life, my hard work, my identity, my life. And wait, how was I expected to explain that on the first day of my job? Which meant my job was at stake too. I was lost in the horror stories. I was dying to think of what lied ahead. I'm gonna be a terrible wife and a very, very bad mother. Madam, you can use my phone if you want to call, the gas station guy suggested. I couldn't call my boyfriend because he was in the flight. And even if I called dad, what would he do sitting on the other side of the country? Amidst this, I could do only one thing, to cry. And I did that, leaning onto the petrol pump guy's greasy shoulders. People around me thronged to hear my sobbing stories. This girl lost her bag. She even lost keys back home. She has no money. Oh, what would she do now? In the middle of the crowd, I suddenly heard, oh, I saw a bag on the highway. Was that yours? Did I hear that correct? Was that an angel with four white wings in white gown just descended on earth? As I wiped my eyes to have a closer look, I saw a guy in filthy clothes with yellow teeth, stinking badly and looks homeless. Where did you see the bag? I saw it on the highway when I was in the bus. Can you show me that now? Sure, let's go. I looked at the petrol station guy and took his permission with an unuttered promise to return. Going back on the highway meant driving on the wrong side without a driving license.
as I started to ride like a crazy driver, people honked and showed me this. <laughs> While the gentlemen gave me way very politely, shaking their heads in dismay. Female drivers. <laughs> While the stinky guy sitting behind me fell over me at every jerk, spoiling my suit. But then I thought, he's my angel right now. As we reached a turn, he shouted, here, here, here I saw the bag. As I cleaned up my eyes to focus, he said, oh, the bag is no more there. Maybe someone took it away. I was about to cry and hold my face in my hands as he interrupted. Wait, let's ask those auto rickshaw drivers. Maybe they saw it. Did you see any bag on the road? And before he could reply, I had a small prayer. God? I don't mind if my boyfriend says nope when I propose, but this guy right here must say yes. <laughs> bag? Which bag? I don't know any. Okay, this is the perfect time to cry. Wait, madam, let me ask the other guy. Hey, did you see any bag on the highway? And before he replied, I had a small prayer again. God, I don't mind if my boyfriend ditches me for another girl, but this guy right here must say yes. I looked at him and he nodded. He nodded. Under the scorching heat of Mumbai, it suddenly started to shower flowers on me. He turned back and picked up a bag, ladies' bag. As he started to approach, I had a small prayer again. God, I'm going to be so kind to the needy, so helpful to the poor. I'm going to be a nun if that's my bag. As he started to walk towards me, I got to have a closer look at the bag. This seems to be a very old bag. Oh no, this is not my bag. I was about to faint. I knew I'm gonna have a shitty day, but I did pray. Oh wait, this bag looks familiar. This bag looks run over by many vehicles. <laughs> this bag looks like my bag. Oh my God, that's my bag. Yes, 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 that's my bag. I jumped to open it. As I opened the bag, the pen and the lipstick inside the bag were badly crushed, leaving the contents 
colored in blue and pink. And my certificates. Neatly packed in a plastic folder, what unharmed. <laughs> and to my surprise, my phone working. I immediately called my not-so-smartphone 10 years ago. I called the HR. Madam, the kick-ass lawyer is coming. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Special thanks go out this week to Gina, who took such good care of all of the storytellers in the December show, and to all of our hosts who volunteer their time to run our workshops and our shows. Your work is appreciated. You can find out more about Hong Kong storytellers, listen to past episodes, and so much more at hongkongstories.com. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs>